And hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. And you know what, today, uh, that's not just a pithy little intro, Matt. I mean it more <laughs> than ever before, because it's our big post-Comic-Con show. That's right, this weekend was San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, Matt and I didn't get to go, though I think I know more people who actually went this mm -hmm. year than ever before, who I was allowed to live vicariously through. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people went and turned up to uh, Comic-Con, more than they did I know they didn't have it last year. Did they have it the year before? No, no, because of COVID. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, every, everyone had convention blue balls. They were just bursting at the seams to finally get in there and do yeah. the thing. And oh, oh boy, did they, because this turned into a massive show. Not only is there all the movie and TV stuff that we're going to be talking about, but uh, this blows my mind. There was real comic book news at the I... show this year. There, there was, yeah. Actual, like, actual, like, decent comic book news. Yeah, chances are you probably didn't hear about it because uh, because of all the movie and TV show and everything else news, they ended up shunting it off to the side, which normally they would, you know, put it at Emerald City or C2E2 or something. But no, I guess uh, they didn't know when they'd have another convention again. So yeah, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about comic news. So it's going to be it's going to be a big old show, our biggest show of the year. And we're oh so happy to have at least 25 of you already sitting and watching with us. Yeah, makes sense as well as this big our biggest show because it's this is our first live show in like three, three or four weeks. It has been for many different reasons. We were off. Uh, thank you, uh, Paul, in the chat. Yes, it was my birthday last week and I took it off. I had no problem doing it. Because I'm like, eh, well, we're going to have this show the following week, and it's always going to be huge, and it's always going to be a big fan favorite. Yeah, the the timings on it really came together really well, because it's like, yeah, the MCU stuff just finished, and we, we, we're starting, so yeah. Yes, it absolutely did. Uh, we we want to do some old business before we get to new business, because I know we never talked about the Miss Marvel finale, nor did we talk about no. Thor Love and Thunder, even though we liked both of those things. Yes, yeah, well, liked them more than uh, a lot of people, people seem to have you know yeah yeah it, we really are like again i never thought the day would come where it's like oh you guys are overly positive it's like really because when we started you said we were all overly negative and nitpicky <laughs> and now that we like things more than you we're the problem all over again yeah yeah well I, again it's it's um as i've noticed it's it's it has to do with the the, the media literacy of people mm. and people nowadays not having any of that whatsoever it kind of feels that way, doesn't it? But yeah, so Ms. Marvel had its big finale. Uh, I dug it. I liked that it was a big finale that took place in the school because so mm -hmm. much of the original stories dealt with the school. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I like that all the friends and the brother got involved mm -hmm. and they used, like, friggin' Home Alone tactics yeah. to take down this, you know, uh, friggin' roided-up arm of the American government. Yeah, the, the, the real gung-ho side of the american government which which ended up being, like because i think this was around the same time there was another shooting in america yep. and yeah and i think that was also at a school i'm not too sure i can't yes, track these days yes i know the one you're talking about which made it even more hilarious yeah when you you know the quote-unquote we're the good cops we're the nypd good cops and we're taken out from miss marvel and everything i'm like oh yeah that would happen oh we know we're in a comic book fantasy now hey federal government you let these brown teenagers in hoodies you know do, do good for the community i'm like oh yeah like they wouldn't be out there with nightsticks right away <laughs> standing around on their punisher cell phones yep yep oh we love that frank castle guy who 
would exist in the universe is the fucked up part. <laughs> Man, when they ever do another Punisher show, they're going to have to deal with that, aren't they? <laughs> Frank is going to be like, why aren't you stopping me? <laughs> I am breaking the law in front of you. <laughs> Uh, we also see Miss Marvel really come into her powers there. And no, she doesn't quite embiggen. She doesn't quite stretch. But they kind of sort of split the difference, don't they? They Yeah, kind of do. I, I knew it was kind of going this way. And I'm yeah. totally fine with it. Yeah, I, I'll always be something of a purist. But it's like, look, I got most of what I... She did the stretch. She did the big fist. She said the words and everything but i think you know no one was really paying attention to that what they were paying attention to was of course at the very end where they seek to imply you know what kamala's true origin might be you know there's gin in her definitely but oh there might be something else yes something uh x-related ah you know a mutation if you will no 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 i didn't catch that at first that they actually played a couple <laughs> chords of the original theme it, it, it was pretty cool it was pretty i think cool. that's twice they've done it now they did yeah. it in dr strange and now they did it here yeah they're, oh, they're building up to it they're building they're up building to the mutant, mutants yeah we didn't get any mutant news at the show, and everyone was certain they would because Deadpool and Logan and everything else is finally on uh, Disney Plus now. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got um, uh, D23 in like a month. That's true. So maybe there. Maybe, quite possible. I mean, th they've also kind of moved a Fantastic Four down the road now. We have everything from Phase 4 to Phase 6 now. And again, they're, they're in no rush to do Fantastic Four. They're like, we'll get there when we get there. And I guess that's true for X-Men, too. We'll get there when we get there. I'm fine with that. I'd rather Me that too. than realize that, oh, we're getting like X-Men and Fantastic Four next year, you know? Yeah, they don't feel they need to blow their wad, and I can respect that. They're like, look, we're experimenting with new stuff. We're making Shang-Chi a big deal now. We're trying to experiment with all this different stuff here. You know, we'll, we, if it ever gets really bad, if it's ever like, oh, in case of danger, which everyone seems to think for some reason that, oh, the MCU's in trouble. Oh, they need a next big thing. They can break that glass. It's like, as this proves as what we're going to be talking about proves that's not the case at all yeah yes everything's still going very very strong but yeah miss marvel kind of cool lots of places for it to go uh in the future uh, our buddy kurt was actually telling us there surprisingly very little miss marvel presence at san diego comic-con no real merch no real talk about season two that's disappointing i've seen yeah i haven't really seen a lot of merch for her show uh, like in yeah. general yeah it, uh, I think it's like it's a sleeper is what it is, where it's like I don't think those initial episodes did the streaming numbers they wanted. Maybe because they put it up against Star Wars, who can say for sure. Maybe because, you know, it's an ethnically led show. Mm. But I think, you know, it, it kind of got up there eventually. I think right now, in case I'm mistaken, it has like the highest user rating. Something like that, yeah. Which is really good. I know there was a really good uh, article uh, in the Toronto uh, Toronto Star here where they were like talking to a Muslim family and they're like, hey, you know, this th this girl is Canadian and, you know, this show, you know, uh, speaks to, you know, you and your culture. And they're like, yeah, you know, we really loved it as a family. It's cool for our children to be like, hey, here's here's a hero for you. We we didn't know about it, actually, at first, because we're not as plugged into the nerdosphere. And I'm like, oh, OK, see that's good it's finding its audience yeah yeah outside of the usual people yeah yeah 
outside of the usual comic book nerds, it's finding its audience. Because, you know, again, if you're not fully, t- I, you know, I think you and I take that for granted, too, because this is our job and we're, cause we're so thoroughly tapped in mm-hmm. to pop culture and especially the superhero stuff. It's like, yeah, I guess regular people don't follow this as obsessively as we do, huh? Yeah, and it, 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 it's also, like, goes the other way where it's like you see people uh like like people didn't like this show or like love and thunder but like yes the general audience who just doesn't like care about like the mcu or just like goes to see them but isn't like too plugged into them did care yeah. about it yeah again still still doing great box office still doing ragnarok box office, which i guess we can talk about that too uh love and thunder we saw it we both liked it and as far as talking head people on the internet i think we liked it way more yeah i think the only real criticism i had on it was it needed to be you know 10 15 minutes longer yeah that's true and you know we're hearing stuff now about like you know cut subplots and everything and it's like oh that would have been fun oh that would have been cool yeah yeah it had that and it like but but like from what for what it needed to do like all this stuff it had to like finish up with like uh stuff from like Endgame and Ragnarok and mm-hmm. Infinity War it did a pretty good job of balancing all of that. It did, you know. I would also say too, this is way more of a Taika Waititi movie yeah. than it is a Marvel movie because it is structured totally like one of his comedies, mm-hmm. even right down to the balancing of like super dark messed up subject matter like cancer and dead children and child kidnapping with silly wacky one-liners and quirky characters and i feel like there was a lot a lot of the darker jokes in my small town theater i laughed uproariously it's like because i have cancer <laughs> she has cancer and the rest of the theater's like oh you you guys didn't like that i guess i, I guess you didn't see hunt for the wilder people or what we do in the shadows or a jojo <laughs> rabbit huh guess not i guess i guess that's all for me okay that's fine <laughs> uh captain coon helped us out in the chat as always i feel like there hasn't been a lot of merch for the d plus shows it's true i guess there hasn't outside marvel legend figures and a few shirts and funkos yeah well i never thought about that you're right i didn't see anything for moon knight it's kind of following what happens with like star wars where like you'll have like a new star wars movie or like a tv show but you won't get any merch for that for like six months until six months after because they don't want to like spoil things that's true uh what if got some figures but not until yeah. later they were good yeah. figures they were yeah i wanted to collect all of those oh man speaking of figures did you see because they're doing the retro lines of like the stuff we grew up with so there's the beast uh animated series retro figure and he's got a little lab coat he does and he's got like a, a beaker that says x-gene amazing fucking amazing are, are we gonna get the the war crime beast i mean obviously i mean i'm with, sure that's already out with uh with an action that shows him like tearing up the geneva convention <laughs> yep that's the thing him spitting on a what is it prisoners of war <laughs> You know, we joke about that, but I love in Judgment Day, the second the mutants are under attack, people like Wolverine are like, maybe we should turn Beast and Abigail Brand loose. You know, those two assholes. Yeah, yeah, the two people they're very well aware are up to some shady shit. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, more commentary on nationalism right there. Hey, these people are bad in our own camp and we need to stop them. Oh, we were attacked. Uh, Turn them loose and give them more power. (laughs) Because it's personal now. (laughs) I, uh, I'm glad I read all those Eternals issues because I would have been so lost oh, yeah. in today. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can, I can already tell, like, in some of the comments I get on, on my video for it, people are just so lost 
by what's happening. Because because it's funny because in the journals like four big things happen, uh-huh. like the big things, but it's like all the lead up and all the context is what you need. Yeah, yeah. Like I could tell you what happened, but it still wouldn't matter if you didn't read it. Yeah, like hey, Thanos is back, but there's like all this other stuff around him that's like really important than yes, him yep. just being back. <laughs> We're also meeting his great-great-uncle, who looks a lot like him, and who is actually more powerful and more scary than him. Yes. <laughs> and he has the same name as another character that you may have known from Eternals lore, but that guy was a clone. This is the real one. Yes. <laughs> so that was a whole thing. But yeah, uh, Love and Thunder, I thought, was really cool. I think it's funny that people met it with such anger and so vitriol, uh, and took it so seriously when the movie itself could not have been taking itself less seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's literally a joke a minute. This might be the jokiest of the Marvel movies. It, it is, and sometimes that's to its detriment. Like, I didn't I didn't like Korg as much as I liked him in Ragnarok. He was it's, a bit... It, it felt like, like Taika was just, like, riffing and just seeing what landed, and but, like, every, nothing, like, really landed, and he just left it all in. It, it's funny. One complaint I did have, and I didn't hear anyone have this, which is shocking because I thought everyone would have jumped on this, it's basically all the stuff you liked from Ragnarok, but more of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you like Korg? He's in way more of the movie now. Did you like the little play scene with Matt Damon? Well, there's more of it, and it's longer now. Did you like Thor doing cool action scenes to awesome 80s rock songs? Well, we paid for three Guns N' Roses songs. <laughs> we do it three times. And I'm like, yeah, I like all of these things, and yeah, I don't have a problem with it. But yeah, it is just kind of like, here's more of Ragnarok. <laughs> And some people have been like, you know, oh, you know, for, you know, they underused Gore. Gore could have been the next big Thanos-level villain. And I'm like, Jason Aaron used Gore twice in an eight-year run. He knew the character had a very limited ceiling. Yeah, I do think they they need, like, that's probably where the 10, 15 minutes needed to be, where, where, like, we see him, like, go and, like, murder gods. Because they have that moment in the film where he fights, like, uh, Thor, Mighty Thor, and Valkyrie, and he realizes he's out of his depth. And we yep. need to see him, like, fighting, like, lesser gods first. And he thinks, oh, this is easy. And then he fights Thor yep. and all them and realize, oh, this is what gods are really like. I need I, to, like, watch myself. I will say I really did like, uh, what is it, what they did with Bale in this. Because he basically gets a whole, like, 510 mini-movie to himself in, like, mm-hmm. the first beginning of the movie. Yeah. And they really sell his motivation. It's like, oh, yeah, gods are dicks and gods yeah. are assholes. And Thor, interestingly enough, and this is where, you know, I give the script credit, Thor comes to that realization without even having to meet Gore because mm-hmm. he meets his hero Zeus and yeah. he meets, like, you know, all the other gods of Omnipotence City. And he's like, oh, I'm not like these other gods at all. They do kind of suck. I get why Gore is mad. Yeah, they do, like, sacrifices and, and mm-hmm. orgies and all this, like, kind of horrible not shit. there's anything wrong with orgies. <laughs> all this horrible shit, but, like, as guardians don't do that. No, yeah, if anything, Thor's like, wait, have I been, you know, like, the black sheep of gods this whole time without even knowing it? Was I actually doing it right? (laughs) I never do anything right. Uh, The Hammers also have personalities now, which they don't really bother to explain. They always kind of had it, but here they really turn it up all the way. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, again, I have to wonder, in that, like, 10, 15 minutes that may or not have been in there, it's like, wait, so the Hammer came to Jane to help briefly cure her cancer so she could go on one last hurrah 
which, you know, pe people say, like, oh, her arc wasn't really fleshed. And I'm like, no, she accepted death off camera. She just wanted to go for one last hurrah. Is it not interesting, then, that the Hammer knew this and the Hammer had Jane be at the place that she needed to be so she could die, so she could, un you know, <laughs> melt the heart of gore and have the ending happen the way it is? I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I'm like, huh. Again, I feel like a lot of people didn't give that credit. Uh, also, too, uh, when you look at the ending of this movie in, like, the greater pantheon of Watiti's movies, a recurring theme in all of his movies are jerk-ass, deadbeat dads. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that actually has to do with his own upbringing. He had, a, he had a movie called Boy. Yep, where and he that, played his about, own deadbeat father. Yeah, and that's about his, his life, yeah. Yeah, his father, who was a deadbeat artist, again, res dogs, deadbeat artist, Thor and his own father, Odin, who is usually a jerk ass, even in the one nice moment they have in Love and Thunder, is ruined, or sorry, in Ragnarok is ruined, where it's like, oh, I love you, son. Also, I'm dead and you have a sister, and also uh, Asgard is built on a lie. Bye! <laughs> Again, jerk ass father. Uh, e even, uh, oh, um, our flags mean death. Both the main characters in that have jerk ass fathers. Even the vampires of what we do in the shadows are kind of jerk ass fathers to each other. Yeah. Because they're always fighting each other and starting a new generation. That's why I kind of actually love the end of Love and Thunder, where you think, oh, the story of Love and Thunder is going to be about Thor looking for romantic love. No, he is ultimately vindicated by parental love. Thor breaks the jerk ass father cycle by becoming a good dad. Yeah, I, I, I love the coda that that love and thunder is literally like the child love and thunder as in Thor. Yep. I, I thought that was brilliant. Also, that's Hemsworth's real daughter, which blew yeah. me away. Yeah. In fact, Watiti's own two daughters are also some of the kidnapped Asgardian children as well. Yeah, yeah. that was one aspect of the film I did not expect, like kidnapped Same. children who then also yeah. get the power of Thor. Which is fucking awesome, and they get a cool-ass fight scene set to another Guns N' Roses song. Also, again, it, it's all in the song choices. In Ragnarok, it was all in that Zeppelin song, you know, <laughs> Off to New Lands, Hammer of the Gods. And here, it was all in Sweet Child of Mine, where it's like, oh, it's a love song. It's about a girl, but it's also about the Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, my God, it was all there from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Taika Waititi knows how to use his music. Music, music choices across all the Marvel movies remaining undefeated. Yeah. Do I think Ragnarok is maybe a bit of a better movie? Yeah. Did I still really like Love and Thunder? Also, yeah. Yeah. Would I still happily go back and see another one if they reteam and they might very well? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I honestly would like to see like another Taika Waititi movie, but I'd like to see him with like a different director, maybe. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, Captain Coon helping us out. Sif got her stupid headpiece, and I love it. Oh, yeah, we dug yeah. Sif up again. Holy shit. Yeah, we dug Sif up, gave her a comic-accurate costume from Journey into yep. Mystery, and cut off her arm. Cut off her arm. Hey, so does that mean that we will inevitably be getting a new Asgard Disney Plus show? Because I feel like the stage has very much been set for that. That or, yeah, something with those characters. Have them fight Dario Agar. That'll be the thing. Yeah, Dario Agar moves in to try and... I know, take advantage of at New Asgard, yeah. even though it's kind of like a tourist trap already. Yeah, I know, right? What's he going to turn it into? Yeah. There's oil under the town. He wants the oil. <laughs> a special magical Asgardian oil. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we got Eternity 2, and Eternity looks like Eternity from the comics. Yeah, it looks great. 
Yeah, looks exactly like I would have wanted it to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's Thor: Love and Thunder. Not really much to talk about. It was just a funny, good movie. And oh, I guess we can talk about the post credit. We got Hercules. Yeah, Hercules played by goddamn Roy Kent. <laughs> Roy fucking Kent. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. He's Hercules now. Yeah, I, I'm so I'm so looking forward to Hercules. I love that fucking Dan Abnett run Likewise. he did in 2015 i think so underrated yeah it was so good and i hope that's that's just like what they adapt yeah likewise i think you could make a really really good movie out of that yeah and a good good funny actor who everyone really likes who you know can be a tough guy but can also show that he has really excellent uh, comedy timing yes and hey uh speaking of gods and speaking of pantheons i guess we can actually hop into uh the the hot news coming out from san diego comic-con yes uh, DC was first uh, earlier today, and we got a full-on trailer for Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which I feel is one of those movies that kind of got lost in the shuffle, which is a shame, because that first one is really good, and you and I really love that one. Yeah, and this this one looks really cool as well. It does. You know, I was worried, because early on we saw the new costumes, and I'm like, no, I don't like that. You know, the fact that his I don't costume... mind those new costumes. I think they're fine. In action, they look better. I have a really <coughs> weird hang-up on the costume because I'm like, no, it should look... They should look like Halloween costumes because that's Billy's deal. He's a kid who thinks that, you know, that that's what cool adult superheroes look like. Well, I think I think the reasoning is... I think they mentioned that the movie takes place two years after the first one yeah. and the kids are like... They're trying to be, like, real superheroes. Yes, yes, there's actually an in-universe reason for it. In fact, they uh, seek to imply there that the main theme of Fury of the Gods is Billy's own fear of getting older. Mm -hmm. Which is really cool and a really solid idea and something I haven't really seen a superhero movie tackle. It makes perfect sense, then, that the villains, the daughters of Atlas, are Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, two of our most wonderfully, gracefully aging actresses. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 and the whole arc is basically they're mad that Billy and his family have s technically stolen the power of the gods, mm -hmm. or the wizard has stolen them. Yeah, yes, it actually looks like the wizard's going to be way more involved in this mm -hmm. one than he was in the first one. Yep. Which is good, because they got a great actor for it. Yeah. Thematically, it also works too. Daughter of Atlas, Atlas being the guy who is forced to hold up the world in Greek myth. Billy is under a lot of pressure and feels like he's holding up the world and holding up his family right now. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot of places they're going with it. Uh, Levi is great as always. Great comedic timing. There's great jokes in the trailer, and uh, they set it to an Eminem song, and I didn't even hate that. No, no, it was great. It was actually pretty solid. So yeah, I think Shazam. Seems like it could actually be pretty fun, great. Oh, and it's going to be a Christmas movie again. Yes, yes. Which I love that. I wish more of these movies would be Christmas movies. I like that that's just kind of Shazam's niche right now. Yeah, and it, yeah, it kind of fits. Even though, like, in the comics, it's not something that we've ever really seen. Well, we've seen, yeah. seen them, like, celebrate Christmas in the comics. Like, mm -hmm. But, like, it's you don't associate the character with Christmas. No, I, I just like that they're, well, I mean, he's got a red suit. Yeah, yeah, true, true magical man in a red suit <laughs> uh the other kids are back too they look older now and i guess the movies now have to deal with what the comics dealt with and it's like okay shazam isn't just one person now what the hell do you do with that yeah 
Mary looks like she's going to have a beefed up role because they understand, oh yeah, this character actually has a lot of material too and a lot of spin-off potential as well. Yep, she's getting her own solo comic book series. Oh, that, that, that's the next Shazam series. She becomes yes. Shazam. Yeah, so they're getting ready for that and everything. Uh, the other kids were cool and everything, so I'm expecting, you know, them to get a little bit more, a uh, little bit more screen time there. You know, they've got their reps in as actors. That was probably one of the best things about Shazam. They cast really good kid actors. Yeah, yeah, the whole family, like the kid, fa the kids, and like Victor mm -hmm. and Rosa were really cool as well, and they look like they're getting a little bit more in this film as well. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got to imagine the post credit. If we get one, we'll probably once again be building up Mr. Mind because mm -hmm. uh, they did it at the first one. I like they did it in the first one, but didn't feel they needed to jump right into it in the yeah. sequel. They did something a little bit more original. Yeah, yeah, David Sandberg seems to know what he's doing and how to actually build like a character arc and a universe. And a universe. <laughs> And it, and it really does feel like a universe unto itself, even though in the beginning of the trailer, he is sure to mention, you know, the Flash and Aquaman. And I'm like, ooh, I probably would have cut that Flash bit out if I was you. <laughs> Clearly, they had sent that file off and they're like, oh, shit, can we get that back? We can't. Fuck. <laughs> uh, oh, well, maybe, maybe like when that trailer starts playing in cinemas, that'll be omitted. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm just saying in this happy, sunny family Christmas superhero movie, maybe you don't want the, you know, criminal on the run from the law <laughs> in there. Just maybe. Just saying. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I'm really surprised, and also what a lot of people don't seem to realize is, is that Black Adam is a Shazam villain yes but we haven't like the main one yeah but we haven't really like we got sort of a tease in that first movie where they you see the chair in the rock of eternity and it's all broken and it's obviously yep. his obviously but, yeah but like yeah we we haven't like seen any sort of confirmation that these two be fighting everyone wants black adam to fight superman yeah but he's not even superman's villain and they fought like literally five times in all of I comic know. book history it's it's crazy it's crazy what some you know more casual fans seem to want or what even other fans think they want but i don't it understand really like, me away. like why like shazam has literally all of superman's powers and he's yeah. literally black adam's arch nemesis is it is it because he's magic and you want Superman to fight a magic guy? Is that why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. They had Black Adam and they had Shazam all on the same stage. And it's like, so are we going to talk about potential crossover from this? Is there going to be a post credit? And they're like, nah. That, that, that's the thing. Like, like, like DC's uh, presence in regards to like their movies was like piss poor. Like, obviously, they couldn't do anything with The Flash because it's the flash you know, you know uh, dangerous unstable <laughs> criminal ezra miller <laughs> yeah he's still on the run um yeah on the run ruining christmas for all the children but yeah they could have come out and said like okay in 2025 we're doing shazam versus black adam and have them have like the casts come out or something you know something yeah, yeah. that seems I, like like it would have been a surefire hit it should have but then it's also like it, this is just indicative of the Warner Brothers DC problem. They're like, we can't promise you things because we don't fucking know what tomorrow is going to bring for us. We don't know which one of our stars is going to turn into a criminal on a run from the law. We don't know when we're going to get bought and cut up by another studio. We'd like to promise you more stuff with The Rock, but uh, he might be the fucking president next year, so we don't fucking know. I was going to say, we don't know who's going to be owning us next year, so... yeah. 
we we don't know. We don't want to promise anything. Uh, yes, as the chat says, there was a Henry Cavill rumor, which was based on bullshit that yeah. everyone ran with and turned out to also be bullshit. Yeah, it, that was so. It was so obvious it was going to be fake. But yeah, everyone I, everyone I, had their thing hinged on that, and it turned out to be completely wrong. Yes, the, the fan base's amazing ability to gaslight themselves is astounding. <laughs> truly a standing which i feel bad for it's like oh you're all really so underserved you just need to be like it's like that bit from the simpsons where it's like henry cavill is coming he's coming he's gonna bring us food and water and smite our enemies <laughs> and henry cavill's just like i'm fucking busy i'm the witcher and yeah. like a hundred other things right now i, I have computers on. and warhammer to build you know yeah exactly i got warhammers to build <laughs> He's just in his, like, you know, freaking British estate there painting Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, that's what the guy does. Leave him be. <laughs> He's like, why are my ears burning right now? I know now? how hard that is to do, so, you uh, know, he needs concentrate. <laughs> again, it's like, guys, Henry Cavill has moved on. Maybe you should all move on, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah, of course, we had, like, Jim Lee saying the Snyderverse, you know, isn't happening anymore, you know. And that recent Rolling Stone article, which was just, yep. oh... Confirming shot and Freud the whole day <laughs> it's like did you know that the snyder cut movement may have been propped up by a bunch of bots yeah actually because i was there <laughs> very obviously yeah yes i knew every time i talked about it i would be bombarded by several first name bunch of numbers yeah yeah <laughs> who, who all said suspiciously the same things now again other people are like but i was part of the snyder movement and i was a real person it's like yeah, and I feel bad for you because you were the one taken advantage of by the robot. <laughs> That's a fucked up thing we're going to have to deal with in the future now. At least this was something harmless like a goddamn superhero movie. Trust me, the next time this happens, it ain't going to be harmless. No, no. <laughs> let, let this be a reminder of how we can point and move online movements just by, you know, poking a couple reactionary people and programming some bots. Yeah. <laughs> As, a, as the chat is saying, too, Zack Snyder is going to be in an episode of Teen Titans Go. I saw that. At least he has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that, they handle that. I'm surprised he actually is because they, they've taken the piss out of him so many times. I know, I know. I'm genuinely shocked about that, too, for the same reason. I've never said it, but, yo, I'm actually excited to see an episode of Teen Titans Go. <laughs> we might have to cover that on Retro Hero Video at some point. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about Black Adam. We got a little teaser for that. Not much new information in this that we didn't see in the other trailer. It was only about a minute long. As I've said before, I'm more interested in the things surrounding the Same. romp than actually Black Adam. Everything else looks so fucking cool, but it's, Black Adam, he's it, just the rock. It's it's just the rock, and it's a shame because Black Adam is so interesting because he's complex. Yeah. He's yeah. like Doctor Doom. He's like Magneto. I am a bad guy, but I am occasionally a good guy. I walk this line in a really interesting way. You never know who I'm going to be or what I'm going to do. But with The Rock, it's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a crazy, you know, killer with powers. I'm like, yeah, so is everyone in the DC Universe, man. <laughs> well, not only that, as I said, it's just The Rock. And we know The Rock, yep. he's not going to be killing people. He's, he's going to be killing people, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Whereas like, it'll happen off screen or, you know. You know, he, he's not going to do any strongman dictatorship. He's, he's contractually obligated to be the hero, basically. Yes. Which is why Black Adam is now a hero in the comics. Yes. 
which I think is much to his detriment. Again, reading yes. him in Dark Christ, I'm like, you're not as interesting anymore. <laughs> no, no, not at all. When, you, when you're just being a good... The, the worst he is is he's kind of insulting now is the worst thing. Yeah, he kind of insults people and puts them down and like, yeah, oh no. That, that's that's the worst, where like old Black Adam would have like hit you in the mouth or something. He just has some cutting words for you. <laughs> He's going to write a strongly worded letter to your editor. <laughs> He's going to complain in the mall parking lot. <laughs> He's a Karen, yeah. The age of Karen. Teth Adam Karen, as I am also known. <laughs> that's who that's, that's who Christopher Priest is building up to. It's not going to be this new guy he introduced. At the end of the series, there's going to be a woman named Karen gets the power of Black Adam. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see it. I can seize it. <laughs> but yeah, again, it looks fun. I'm excited for it. And I'll be even more excited when they inevitably spin off the Justice Society because they look cool as fuck. See, 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 I'm two minds about that. On one hand, they'll probably do that. On the other hand, they'll realize that like, oh, these are actually, they're like really popular, but they'll take the wrong idea from it and, yeah. and, and not spin them off at all. Yeah. Like they'll realize, oh, everyone's seeing the movie because of Black Adam, not these other people, even though everyone's, singing the praises of like pierce brosnan as dr mm -hmm. fate and all these people speaking of pierce brosnan can i just say this is an excellent time in movies for respected elder statement actors like pierce brosnan and like hugh grant in that dungeons and dragons movie showing mm -hmm. up to play weird quirky wizards yeah that dungeons and dragons movie looks so good it i mean like it looks fun it's probably gonna be a bad movie but it looks like the perfect kind of bad movie see i don't know it's being made by the people that made game night and game night was oh, a really, really good comedy huh well maybe i'm wrong then yeah and and the, the the guy uh who i think wrote it or directed it uh he's like a big dungeons and dragons player he was he was a guy in on uh freaks and geeks whose whole character oh, was shit. they played dungeons and dragons Okay, well, I'm a little bit more interested now. Because, yeah, I will admit from the trailer, it's like, yo, we got gelatinous cubes. We got displacer beasts. I'm like, okay, those are deep cuts for the we, people who we know. We have dragons that don't breathe fire. <laughs> yep. We got an owl bear, and, uh, and the final joke is probably the best joke is all, where it's like, oh, here's Chris Pine. I'm like, oh, I'm the leader of this group of charismatic guardians of the galaxy, S thieves. Yes, I am I am the very noble leader. Oh, yeah, what do you do? I'm the bard. I'm the bard. I have a loot. <laughs> Fucking yes. That is an amazing joke payoff that not near enough people will appreciate if you don't play Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> I, I'm not really great at everything, but I'm good at most things, and I buff the rest of the party is what I, I do. The one thing I really hope, though, is that it's not like what I saw someone theorize, where I hope that it's all an in-universe actual Dungeons Dragon movie and not one of those things where, like, in the third act, it's revealed that, like, Chris Pine and all these characters are, like, real-life people playing Oh, those, like Jumanji? Like, yeah, no, like, actually playing it, like, in lockdown or something. You know what I mean? Like, actually playing Dungeons yeah. & Dragons, and what we're seeing is their their quest. Yeah, don't don't gamer it, don't Jumanji it up where we pull back. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so th there's that news, everyone, that you can look forward to. Uh, after that, we actually got some Marvel TV news here, and, ooh, ooh, I finally got, uh, what is it, some word on something I was super invested in, Spider-Man freshman year. Oh, this looks so good, doesn't it? It does, and I love they already announced season two is going to be called <laughs> sophomore year, and I'm yeah. like, well, yes, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> big big ups to Jeff Trammell out there, or is it Trammell? I'm never quite sure how it's pronounced, who's show running this. He's the Craig of the Creek guy. Mm -hmm. He's worked on a bunch of different stuff. He wrote a Red Hood 
yeah. uh, like digital two shot there. Dude's fucking amazing. Dude's great. Talk to him all the time. And yeah, this this is so interesting because I didn't know what the show was gonna look like going in. I thought they were gonna do like the '90s pop art thing, kind of like. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it like across the spider verse is yeah. doing but no they go full-on like 60s you know amalgamation yeah it's it's basically like if steve ditko did like a comic yeah. cartoon yeah it looks like a ditko cartoon i'm like that's so fucking clever it's so cool that's so smart now obviously a lot of people are quick to say well with all these characters they're announcing and all these things you know where where does this take place in the timeline didn't who didn't gives you guys a start... shit <laughs> exactly it's like didn't you guys start by saying that this was going to be an mcu spider-man prequel and yeah that's my thought as well it's like yeah but things change though <laughs> yeah who gives a shit if 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 your enjoyment on something is predicated on the fact that it's connected to it other things then uh there's something wrong with you now it's funny too uh, before this news broke and before we actually got to see the art from the show there was an uh, an article going around it's like oh tom holland will not reprise his role doing the voice and i'm like yeah most actors don't yeah. for the animated series no but then they come out and they're like oh but charlie cox will be in there as daredevil i'm like wait really <laughs> i i imagine cox is up for anything you know i guess in, in the first of what will be many uh disney marvel love letters to charlie cox and daredevil this show <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You really might as call it, you know, Marvel Phase 5, making up for lost time with Charlie. <laughs> we love you very much, Charlie, and we want to show you by putting you in all the things. Yeah, all the cocks are out. <laughs> all the cocks are out now for Phase 5. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Marvel opened that, that trench coat. <laughs> yeah, chop, chop full of cocks, you could say. <laughs> as far as the eye can see with a with a costume that is a nice little marriage of his red suit from the show and also his original black suit meaning that it's earlier in the timeline for him too but that he predates spider-man in the show yeah. we also saw um a doctor strange and it's yes. it's just steve ditko's doctor strange love it it's love so it to good. death uh they're also like experimenting with peter's supporting cast as they do in every version so mm-hmm. uh what is it we're gonna have amadeus cho there yep. that's kind of cool yeah nico nico from the runaways holy yep. shit spidey's gonna have some goth girl uh representation which i think we can all agree makes this the best yes T- 10 out of 10 they understand <laughs> the audience and the assignment and by audience i mean me <laughs> we've also got doc ock who looks more like his classic self we got yep. the chameleon there who looks more like a russian gangster as well as some other Spider-Man villains you've probably never heard of or have forgotten about, like Butane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Stiltman is there as well, which I'm very oh, excited shit. about. <laughs> I I wonder what the rules on are with that. I'm sure there was a list they gave them where it's like, look, you can use these villains, but you can't use these ones. Yeah, because there's like uh, there's villain there's villains there that we we've seen in the films. Like obviously Doc Ock was in the film, mm. but not like Peter's version. This one, yeah, yeah. We've also seen uh, Harry and Norman Osborn, meaning we will be dealing with the Osborns in this for some variety, which is like, okay, again, will will this be sticking to continuity or are we just completely reinventing the wheel on this one? Again, I don't care either way. I'm just glad that we get a new version of the Goblin. Yeah. He's also got a green suit and he's got his Ditko waves back. <laughs> Love it. Love everything about it. I'm all on board with this. Cannot wait to cover this when it comes yeah. out. Did Did you see the costume Spider-Man has in this? How it's yes. like, like a basketball shirt that has like the sure blue is. beetle symbol on it. Yeah. And he's got a backpack with his webs and everything. I'm like, ooh, that's fun. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we uh, someone in the chat helped us. Yes, it was Scorpion, Rhino, Scorcher, Unicorn, who is an Iron Man villain who yes. I've always quite enjoyed, and Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> were the ones that we saw. Definitely uh, ones I'm uh, super interested in. Uh, yeah, but we got a bunch of costumes, too, because we got the Proto costume, and then there were, like, three other costumes as well. Yeah, like a bunch of different ones where he's obviously testing out, like, which, mm -hmm. which one's better. <laughs> Which, yeah, I hope that's a running gag in the show. Like, every episode, he has a different one. Yeah, and they don't explain it. He just turns up in a different costume. <laughs> yeah, the Future Foundation one was there. We had the black and white one. We had, like, one that makes him look like a Martian. Yeah. A lot of, lot of good stuff. Captain Kuhn helping us out again. Differences between the show and the MCU could be explained away in an interview uh, by multiversal shenanigans and quantum casualties messed with the universe. Yeah, again, if they really wanted to explain it, that's how they do it. Be like, look, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange fucked with the universe at the end of No Way yeah. Home. And yeah. because of that, this this is his rewritten origin of the life that he could have had. Yeah, it could. And again, it could also uh, tie into some other stuff that's going to be announced that we'll talk about later on yes. with a certain character who likes fucking with timelines. Indeed. They also uh, were sure to say that this era that we're in right now is the multiverse era. Yeah, which like i saw a lot of people on twitter being like oh this now it all makes sense because everyone was talking about how phase four didn't have a uh direction you yes, and me obviously knew where the hell it was going and it, it led exactly mm -hmm. to where we knew it was going to be going because we have yep. brain cells and critical thinking and also because we read this stuff and engross ourselves in it but yeah it's like yeah we're heading to kang we're heading to time travel shenanigans and we're probably heading to young avengers and thunderbolts and we'll talk more about that when we get there yeah uh more animation news there we saw some art from x-men 97 and wow yep that that looks like the old cartoon yeah. you're just making more of it yeah it's just the old cartoon but more of it which man that that must have just killed on restream where they're like nope don't don't even mess with anything just keep it going like nothing changed it, yeah the minute it came on disney plus it must have just skyrocketed because they they also did recently i think just this weekend um changed it so that um the the show was out of order before and they've changed yes, it so that it's order. now in proper order good yeah storyline order and they put x-men evolution on there too which was actually yes. free on youtube for like the longest time oh nice yeah, I will have to go back. I have not actually rewatched X-Men the Animated Series in full in a long time. I've done yeah. Batman the Animated Series a lot, but, you know, if X-Men is probably the second greatest superhero animated series of all time, so I, it, it bears a rewatch. Well, Joe, I think we have our next episode of Retro Hero Podcast. Yeah, I, yes, that's right. Oh, my God, have we not worked any of that? God, we could do multiple months that's, like, just the Dark Phoenix saga because it's, like, 12 goddamn parts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to do an X-Men month in the lead-up uh, to that. No doubt about it. Uh, what else do we have there? Ooh, we got some more news on What If Season 2 and what we're actually going to be seeing. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get a Hella story, which I think is awesome. Yep. Loved Hella. Happy to see more of her. Yep. Going to be getting a Peggy Carter Winter Soldier story. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess if we're going to continue that storyline, we're going to see how that would have happened, how Peggy would have handled the Winter Soldier crisis. Yeah, I imagine we'll just get, like, will continue to keep getting more of like her stories that captain america got so i imagine we'll get a civil war yeah, and yeah like like stuff with like the infinity war and all that sort of stuff you, you see the weird backlash peggy carter's getting out they're like oh why do they keep putting peggy carter and things because people like her that's why. yeah it, it's so strange so strange I, th 
I think you're telling on yourself. Like, how can you not see that woman and her with superpowers and be like, that's lame? Yeah, no, I know. Good. It's so fucking cool. It's fucking awesome. It's Captain America's very competent girlfriend, but she has a Union Jack and a shield. Yeah. If anything, I really want to see her fight Winter Soldier because I wanted to be like, yeah, we weren't friends the same way you and Steve were. I'm totally able to deal with you in a completely different way. Yeah, you were just a soldier on the Howling Commandos I led. Yeah. You know? You're just a guy. Yeah, again, I don't have, like, my whole life isn't tied up in friendship with you and she just one punches him in the first five minutes. <laughs> that would be funny. That whole thing is just her speed running the plot of Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, speed running any percent. <laughs> yep. Uh, we also are going to be getting that Iron Man on Sakaar World War Hulk story that was supposed to be part of season one, but they moved to season two. Don't know why that was happening. I guess it just it wasn't either. finished in time. I guess or something. It's so weird that that wasn't involved because they like make reference to it in the final episode. They make reference to it and they also release toys for it. That's crazy. That's crazy that they did it that way. Oh, well, excited for it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm missing another one. Oh, and we're going to have an Odin versus the Mandarin story. Kind of makes sense. Indeed it does. Like, if the Mandarin was around for as long as he was, I've, I'm sure he probably did tangle with, with Odin and probably some other gods as well. Hey, wouldn't this be a wonderfully crazy way to maybe start planting seeds for the Avengers BC? <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. They're like, yeah, it's uh, Odin and uh, friggin' the Mandarin fighting each other, and then at the end, they meet Bast, you know, they meet uh, the original friggin' Black Panther. Yeah, and the original, like, owner of Agamotto or something, you know? Yeah, they they meet the spirit of Agamotto and all this other things. So they're like, man, we're pretty cool. We should form a team, shouldn't we? <laughs> we should totally all hang out. Hey, is that the Phoenix? <laughs> they could do it. They could totally do it. <laughs> Uh, also, we got some uh, artwork there, as the chat was saying, for Marvel Zombies, which is apparently going to be TVMA. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're uh, they're going more mature and darker for which I guess you have to when you're dealing with flesh eating monsters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, we saw the uh, the cast which for it, and great. looks great. Yeah, we've got Red Guardian, Miss Marvel, uh, Shang Chi, Jimmy Woo, who's dressed like Mad Max. Fuck yeah, you sold me on that. <laughs> We also got to see some more zombies there. Zombie Icarus was one of them. That was the one that blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Marvel Zombies. I mean, it was always going to work because it's like two great tastes to take great together. People love zombies. People love Marvel superheroes. Yeah, make it a thing. Yeah, what they need to do as well is like at the end of it, they need to end it where like something happens and like the Necronomicon ends up in the Marvel Universe along with a guy with a chainsaw with a hand. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's just pizza, Papa. <laughs> Tevia saying, opinion on the Battle of the Super Suns anime movie. Well, that wasn't announced and they didn't show anything from that, did they, Tevia, at the show today? Yeah. Yes, it looks good. I liked the trailer. I know we missed it. It's, uh, it's in kind of more of a CGI style, which is an interesting choice. It makes it look cheap. Mm, I mean, I appreciate it looking different. Like, I, I, like I watched that uh, Green Lantern one they did. I haven't watched that one yet. It's good looking. There's no doubt about that. There's some good jokes. They go to some interesting places. But boy, does John Stewart himself feel like a weird afterthought. No, really? <laughs> really? Yes. Yes, in a movie that's supposed to be about him, they really zero in on this idea where it's like, yeah, he's a no-nonsense military man. 
which means he doesn't talk very much and is ultimately not that charismatic, and he overcomes <laughs> his PTSD by fighting in more wars. And I'm like, oh, you should have just done the Justice League version that everyone liked, where he's, like, cool and charismatic. Well, maybe he'll get more in, like, the upcoming... Because they announced um they're doing a Legion of Superheroes and a Justice League War World movie, which is tied yes. to this movie, because this movie's part of the Tomorrowverse. Yes, in fact, that actually comes next, actually. We got some new DC animated movies. We're getting the ones you mentioned. We're also getting a Ruby Justice League crossover. Ruby being that Rooster Teeth thing that's gone on forever and I have not watched a single frame of. Yep. People seem to like it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also getting a Batman The Doom That Came to Gotham, which is the famous uh, you know, story written and drawn by, uh, what is it, the uh, Hellboy guy. Mike Magnolia, yeah. Magnolia, yeah, which I wonder, are they going to make that actually try and look like his artwork? Mm, might be a bit too too difficult. It could be. They do seem to try to be simplifying. Well, and now are they going to change the story? Because every other Batman story they've done, like Long Halloween and Hush and all that, they've drastically changed the stories. What's, what's it going to be now? Is he, instead of fighting, or like, no, supernatural ghosts and monsters, he's going to be fighting, I don't know, fucking aliens or something. It's, it's going to be Scooby-Doo. He's going to pull the mask off at the end, and it's old <laughs> Mr. McCudgel. <laughs> Again, I want to like these new DC animated movies. I really do. And I even did like some of them. That Catwoman one was actually pretty fun with a great yeah. acid jazz score. But just, man, I just see the strings, and I just see where it's like, man, there's no soul to these anymore. <laughs> Uh, ironically another good one soul of the dragon yeah that one that one was so good that one was awesome and super creative and focused on a lot of characters that don't, don't normally get any focus yeah yeah why, why can't they all be that good it really does feel like going to a casino these dc animated movies and just rolling the fucking dice <laughs> uh captain coon the super uh sons fight star or his child because they can't have original villains just like child ocs of other villains just like in that's the what i've been Ooh. saying that's what i've been saying they can't have their original oc villains they've always got to fight like a kidified version of what their fathers fought it's a weird choice isn't it yeah it's a weird choice yeah huh. never thought about that but when you put it that way it's hard not to see it yeah uh, I guess with that out of the way, that's all the DC uh, TV movie stuff. Uh, we will be circling back to the comic stuff because we can actually talk about uh, Marvel movie stuff, which actually just wrapped up before we started. Yes. Uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania, will officially be kicking off Phase 5. And oh, look, it's Cassie Lang in a costume. Yes, who might be Stinger, not Stature. Yes, because her suit is purple. I'm yeah. glad you thought the same thing. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing she's probably she will eventually be Stature. Maybe that'll be her name when she joins the Young Avengers or something. Maybe. Once again, we seem to be building up to Young Avengers, and we're also heralding the coming of Kang, who looks to be a pretty pretty big deal, pretty big mover and shaker moving forward in the next couple phases. Yeah, he's going to be in this film. Modok is going to be in this film. Ooh, fun. Yeah, who I think is, is rumored to be played by Corey Stoll again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting. Huh. Yeah, I think the idea is that his uh, his character, his Yellow Jacket character, like, is from a different universe, gets turned into Kang or something. Oh, fun, actually. Yeah, I, I liked Stoll. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was criminally underutilized in that film. He was. You know, there's the scene there where he's in the house and he's, like, you know, ringing out Hank Pym for being, like, a shitty father figure and everything. I'm like, oh, man, he's, he's really acting here, isn't he? Mm-hmm. 
he really is, and especially because in this universe, you know, uh, Pym didn't create Ultron. I like Yellow Jacket is kind of like, oh, I'm the monster you created. Yeah. By being a lackluster father. Also, too, having Stature and or Stinger here, maybe she can take up the Wasp mantle and maybe we can slowly push Evangeline <laughs> Lilly out so she can have more time to try and conspire against the Canadian government like the fucking <laughs> traitor that she is. <laughs> Did I get too real for a second? <laughs> People are going to listen back to this episode and be like, what was Joel talking about there? <laughs> Trust me, Canadians will know <laughs> that she's actively attempting to conspire with the government and doesn't think there's going to be any blowback. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was going to be a story this year, too, but it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, we got the poster for this one, too, and the poster looks good. It does, yeah, yeah. I, all the comic con posters for Ant Man and the and the Wasp and Ant Man have been like really cool. Ant Man has had such like a funny history in the Marvel movies. Again, very much living up to his powers. He's the little series and the little movie that could. Yeah, yeah. Ant Man has three movies, and DC is still fucking around with Superman. Think about that, everyone. We got an Ant-Man it, trilogy. It's, it's even better because there was that comment Snyder made where, like, oh, Ant-Man is going to, you know, not do well and, you know, not mm -hmm. make a lot of money, yet it made, like, heaps of fucking money. Yeah, tell me about it. And people are stoked for... Even in Ms. Marvel, they're stoked about just the existence of Paul Rudd and Scott Lang. <laughs> that just him being a good dude just radiates throughout this multiverse now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, when are they going to team up so they can shrink and big in together? That'd be fun. That'd, yeah, that'd actually be a pretty cool team up. It would. I don't think they've done that in the comics either, which no. is amazing because their powers are quite similar. Yeah. Well, when they inevitably make the Young Avengers, Young Champions team, I'm sure they can hang out. Scott can tutor them. <laughs> yeah, he can, be, he can be the den father. You're right. It's like no one else wants the job to look after the kids, and they're like, who are we going to send? A sin ant man, I guess. <laughs> and he's more than happy to do it. He's shown them magic yeah. tricks and everything. Oh, that, that's so great. That writes itself. Paul wrote, hey, kids, you want to learn to be heroes? Yeah, he's always pranking them with that Mac and me clip. <laughs> yes, over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> he makes them sit down and watch Mac and me, and they're like, Scott, well, how is this important to being an Avenger? Trust me, trust me, trust me, it's important. You gotta watch the whole thing. <laughs> that's fucked up. He, he makes up a, a training course that's just all the boxes and stuff from when he was under house arrest. <laughs> oh, I got really good at doing this. I got really good at it. <laughs> See, look, Feige, that one's free. That, that one is free. The next one's gonna cost you. <laughs> uh, now, moving on from there. Uh, we got some news for what television is going to be looking like, and I was not expecting them to announce this so soon, but Daredevil is back on Disney+, Plus, and it's Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, it's a very fitting title. It's You know, I, I thought, you know, that they had already gotten really thematic with Spider-Man Homecoming, because it's like, oh yeah, he's coming back to the Marvel Universe, but Born Again, ah, this is pretty good. That's pretty good, it's pretty good. It's just one of the many places we're going to be seeing him. And also, there's going to be 18 episodes yeah. of this. I, I kept thinking I read that wrong, but no one has the, disproved it. The longest, uh, at least for now, it could always be a series between this and and that, uh, but it's the longest uh, Marvel series ever. I mean, this can't be 18 episodes consistently, right? This has got to be like cut up into different seasons or different breaks, you would think? Uh, yeah I, well, I would imagine maybe they're gonna do like they're gonna half it and do like part, season one part one season one part two maybe 
Maybe. Maybe also, break. too, it's yeah. uh, also, you know, the, the Disney Plus shows, much like the Netflix shows, they're like, how long are they? Eh, they're as long as we want them to be. These can't all be an hour, right? Is this going to be like 22 minute Daredevil episodes? I don't Maybe they got a lot to cover. <laughs> maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm fucking stoked about it. And there is so much ground to cover. Like, yeah, let Daredevil fight villains of the week and have like cases that he needs mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. And you also have to wonder how this is going to tie into because he's not because he also he, he was in like no, no way home. And then he's going to be in She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, he's apparently going to be in Echo as well, because obviously King, oh, yeah, Kingpin yes. is in that. So, like, you have to wonder what the through line is going to be. Same. I imagine he's just going to be, like, hunting Kingpin. I guess so, yeah. Because, I mean, because, yeah, you can't have an Echo show without Kingpin or Daredevil because she was a supporting character in their stories. Yeah, yeah. And now they flip the script where now she's the main and they're the backup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And he's going to be voicing himself in that animated mm -hmm. show. But, yeah, just freaking... It's a great time to be Charlie Cox in the freaking animated. He kind of he kind of deserves it because like he, w when they thought they were getting a season four, he was like passing up on like jobs and stuff because he thought like okay I got to keep myself available for this and then they cancelled it and he didn't really he was in like a couple of different things but yeah then they they then brought him back and they've brought him back in everything which is great. This does feel like an apology tour. This feels like, hey, man, sorry, Loeb and Marvel TV kind of fucked you over and everything. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're don't worry. We're going to put you up on that pedestal. You're, you're you're our favorite son now yet again for maybe their actual real attempt at trying to build a street level New York universe now. It looks like it. Yeah, because with him, She-Hulk, Echo, it's like, oh, you actually got a really good basis for like villain of the week silly costumes just like you know nothing cosmic yeah and with 18 episodes too you got to figure like oh is luke cage and jessica jones gonna stop stop by for a cameo maybe i have to imagine we'll we'll be if, seeing them somewhere if you got that much time i can't see why you wouldn't yeah it, it just seems too perfect but yeah again you know if you love daredevil and i know you do your cup runneth fucking over mm -hmm. You're going to be getting so much of him, you won't know what to do in the next couple years. Yep. Uh, another thing we'll be getting fairly soon, uh, May 3rd, 2024, we have a release date now, though admittedly these release dates are always subject to change, aren't they? Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be getting Captain America 4, which is the Sam Captain America, and it's called Captain America New World Order. Hell yeah. Which makes me think, like, ooh, is this them doing, like, a secret empire romp? Because that's kind of oh, what it sounds like. I hope so. I hope it is. I mean, Sam became Captain America around that time. They could either do that. They could do a riff on Pleasantville. There's a couple mm -hmm. places they could go. Yep. Or, or sorry, Pleasant Hill, not Pleasantville. Pleasant I always want to call yeah. it. I mean, it yeah. was basically Pleasantville, yeah. That was the joke. Yes, that was the joke. Yeah, there's many places they could go with that, actually. And I am super, super interested to see Sam finally get to lead and it's also the first time we've really seen it too where it's like hey we introduced you and we did a thing on the disney plus shows now we get to take that hard work and put it back into the movies mm -hmm. so that's pretty freaking cool yeah and uh, don't worry we'll be talking more about sam cap later too because he's also got big stuff happening in the comics as well he does yes uh, now, the same year in 2024, we're also getting Thunderbolts, which is going to be their big July movie that year. Yeah, again, we've been building up to it. We have, and if you wondered where Winter Soldier is going to be, apparently he's going to be in this. Yeah, apparently. 
It didn't say if he was going to be a member of the team or if he was going to be the one that the villainous team is going after. Either way, I think that's cool. I could see him joining the team in not in like a willing capacity, but in like a thing like like if I'm on this team, I can at least like monitor them. Right. And or like, I'm trying like, to bring them down from the inside. Yeah, I can like rein John Walker in before he like kills another minority with a shield. Guy with a shield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of feel I need to watch these people. <laughs> That's fun. Yes, as the chat is saying, yeah, Captain America, NWO, it's too sweet. <laughs> We're going to get Kevin Nash and the ghost of Scott Hall doing run-ins in this one. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it. Uh, yeah, Thunderbolts is awesome. I've always loved Thunderbolts as a concept. I can't wait to see what they do in the movies because a lot of the characters that they brought together are super awesome. Like, I didn't think Zemo would be so fun, mm -hmm. yet he is. He is. He's so good. Florence Pugh is just wonderful, and, you know, it's just great when she's in stuff. Yeah. Was Ghost going to be in that, too? Did they finally say that Ghost was coming back? I don't think they said it, but I wouldn't be surprised. It kind of makes sense. She's, like, an assassin with the power mm -hmm. to, like, phase through things. That's, like, a really cool power. And again, this is one of those situations where it's hard to, you know, separate, uh, you know, what, what fan stuff, wishful thinking is going on and what, like, is actually going to be in the movie. Yeah. Also means I guess we get more Elaine as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know she has a character name, but yeah, she's, she's always Elaine. Elaine <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once she started stopped hanging out with George and Jerry and Kramer and everything, she just got involved in governmental wet work, <laughs> helping to create the Thunderbolts. <laughs> also, I guess it's sad we're not going to have Thunderbolt Ross in this, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That feels like such a missed opportunity. We never got to have Thunderbolt Ross, Red Hulk. Well, maybe that. Well, I mean, I think I guess they could recast, but may, maybe this is why the Thunderbolts are being called the Thunderbolts. This is like, like uh, Elaine found like a folder called like maybe. the Thunderbolt Protocol Initiative or something, and it's like, oh, we'll, we'll do it in his honor or something. Maybe it starts at his funeral, and then they're like, yes, we're calling this in honor of Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. yeah. Which. Which, yes, I know that's not the thing in the comics, but I'm just like, look, you have Thunderbolt Ross here, you have the Thunderbolts, it's easy to put them together in a movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, Justice Like Lightning. Uh, what else do we got going on after that? Ooh, we got a brand new She-Hulk trailer, which She-Hulk comes out next month, so it's actually coming yes. very soon. Yeah, it looks great. It does. This one really focused on Hulk business with her and Bruce and everything. And ooh, she breaks the fourth wall. Yes, I, I like that she. I like that she gets to be the first character in the MCU to do that properly, and it, it doesn't go to, to Deadpool because canonically in comics she was the first yep. person to break the fourth wall. Indeed, she was. Which I'm like, ooh, I like they're really leaning in the fact that it's like this is a workplace comedy, is what this show is. Mm -hmm. It also looks like we're going to be seeing several different villains of the week, which I am all about. And also, hey, fucking Wong is here, too. Yes, the return of the king. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to call him the king. He is basically like the new Samuel L. Jackson, like the hardest working man in this franchise. I kind of like that he's the, the Samuel L. Jackson, like getting everyone together thing, because it kind of makes sense giving it the multiversal yeah. sort of aspect to it and like a magical aspect to this, these, uh, this saga. Yeah, and as the new Sorcerer Supreme, you know, he's got yes. work to do. Yeah. He's got a lot of clerical work to do. <laughs> Which includes talking to all the people and, you know, collecting their cell numbers and everything. <laughs> for the big meetup which will be coming later also hey 
uh, fans assumed it, and then we totally got to see it. But yeah, Daredevil's in this show too. Yeah, and he's got a black, he's got a, a red and yellow costume. Hey, how about that? And it's basically just the Netflix costume, but all the black parts are yellow. I'm fine with that. I'm down. I'm down with it. I, I, I can dig it. Again, it's Rebirth. He's born again. It's a new take on it. Yeah. I'm all about it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was next. Uh, one really surprising thing is we actually got to see the villain in costume, which we have not actually gotten to see, gee, since like Tom Hiddleston came out in costume. Yes. Yes. It's uh, Shawaji Iwiji. I'm probably butchering his name, and I apologize. The guy from Peacemaker. There you go, that guy. He's really good. You like him already. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be the high evolutionary, and he came out in costume. Yeah. And he looks really good, and it's going to be fun. And, yeah, this is also kind of bittersweet, too, because this seems to be James Gunn, you know, hanging up his hat on this one, going out on a high note. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that they said, they said that it was going to be – a story it's a story about rocket raccoon because uh, oh. obviously he's tied with the high evolutionary high evolutionary fucked around with him made him fucking bradley cooper um he's space dr moreau yeah um and i met i ha he said it's it's going to be focusing on that and because the character's like really he's a sad character mm. oh yeah for sure so yeah i imagine it's going to be quite a dark movie and probably going to end with rocket raccoon's death maybe yeah i know they seek to imply that you know one of the guardians wasn't making it out of this one yeah are uh, are we gonna see layla his girlfriend and uh blackjack his uh, romantic rival probably i'd like to see that yeah because it's like look you know you think a one rocket raccoon sold a bunch of plush well imagine if there were two other additional ones <laughs> Uh, Captain Kuhn, but does Daredevil have his double Ds? Oh, I didn't see that, actually, because we only see him from a certain uh, way up. I, I'd like to think he does. Yeah, bring him the double Ds already. Come on. Yeah. It's a couple years in the future. He can have the double Ds now. <laughs> By which, of course, we mean the D, D Daredevil symbol, not does Daredevil have massive honking tits now. Which, hey, you know, that, that would be that, that would be a swerve. I, I, that... I wouldn't mind seeing that. <laughs> That, that would be a needle mover is what that would be. <laughs> Everyone would be talking about that Monday morning. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, man, they brought Daredevil back, but now he just has giant tits and no one talks about it. <laughs> they just keep going on like nothing has changed. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's the weirdest goddamn thing. So, yeah, that's super cool. You can look forward to that. Uh, we also got the big announcement that we are getting not one, but two brand new Avengers movies in 2025. Yeah, in the same year, six months apart. Yes, and that's going to be Avengers Secret Wars and Avengers The Kang Dynasty. Yeah, two very cool storylines. So yes, Kang is clearly the big bad guy we're working up to. He is new Thanos. We're probably going to be seeing several different versions of him, which means Jonathan Majors gets to act his ass off across a bunch of different movies. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll be getting Secret Wars, too, which means we'll probably see different versions of heroes taken from time and space to fight, I imagine. I reckon it's going to be a combination of both the Secret Wars events. Probably. Because, well, I, I know for a fact that Doctor Doom's going to be in Wakanda forever. Um and so like building up with him as well as like another film that's going to be kicking off uh phase six um yeah i could see dr doom being a part of that but then yeah i think they're obviously also going to probably work in battle world yeah yeah because how could you not yeah exactly 
because it's just like such an easy concept and is so perfect for these movies. It's like, hey, kids, we took a bunch of villains from the other movies and a bunch of heroes from the other movie, put them on a planet, and they're going to fight to try and get and, into each other's base. And that's the movie. They've got a couple of years yet, but that's the movie they get like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson and all these yeah. characters back. Even with the villains, you get Killmonger back. You yeah. get freaking, uh, what is it, Obadiah Stane back. You mm -hmm. get everyone back who, you know, wants to come and do it again. You, you get Executioner back, because why not? <laughs> Actually, that's fun, too, because even if they play it like the Spider-Man cartoon version of uh, War War, or, uh, yeah, Secret War Saga, where he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I want this hero and this hero and this villain. Why? Because I don't want the bad guys to have them. <laughs> I want Thanos on my team. Wait, what? He can do that? He can just ask for Thanos? <laughs> that would actually be pretty cool. Ooh, I want good guy Thanos from that Black Panther Star-Lord short. Yeah, the, the Ravager uh, yeah, I, Thanos, yeah. I want Ravager Thanos, where he's mostly a good guy. He just talks about genocide a little yeah, too much. Yeah, he has some genocidal tendencies, yeah. You know, you know, he's Red Flag Thanos, but he's not like the worst version of himself. <laughs> he's, he wouldn't do it. He's just annoying and talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, that sounds super dope. Imagine that to be super huge, gigantic. And also imagine all these other movies to probably be dropping hints in the post credits yeah. about them. Yeah, well, I mean, we've kind of already been seeing it with like the end of Doctor Strange with Clear turning up and Incursions mm -hmm. happening. Oh, and... yeah, we got that happening. Is Incursions going to be part of this? That, or that's why I say doctor strange three well, i think like it's going to be part of the kang one and uh, secret wars because i mean secret wars is where incursions came from and because doctor strange was a huge part yes. of the second secret wars yes was a pretty goddamn will we see sheriff strange i don't know that oh yes yes please is is that what kang dynasty is do they lose in secret wars and kang gets to rewrite time itself into the kang dynasty and well, that's kind of like what uh world under doom was kang dynasty comes first oh and, does and, it actually? and then it's secret wars and then like i've seen some people talking about um because when when these movies get announced they have to trademark the names yes uh there was one name that wasn't announced here and it's a shang chi movie and it is such a fucking cool title it's called shang chi and the wreckage of time love it so i think and they didn't announce all of phase six so i imagine that could no, be a phase didn't. six film between these two avengers films mm -mm -mm. they uh they also uh apparently trademarked avengers academy as well yeah to which the writer of the original Avengers Academy comic book is like, uh, do, do I get paid now? Do, do, do you pay me you now? You get $5,000. <laughs> uh, and maybe a thank you if you're lucky, because, hey, turns out Hollywood fucks you over just as hard as the comic <laughs> industry does. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah, eat shit, here's hoping you make something that becomes the next great Netflix show if you want real money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. Hearts go out to all the comic creators who get fucked. <laughs> Same deal when they were talking about the visual effects artists there and everything. I'm like, oh, so they treat visual effects artists as bad as they treat comic book artists, huh? Shocker. Yeah, the, the more Shocker. things change, huh? The more they say the same. But yeah, so two Avengers movies in one year. Holy shit. Yeah, and just before those Avengers movies, we get a Fantastic Four film. Yes, in there somewhere, too, on top of everything else. Yeah, I think that that's the first film to uh, start. Phase 6 comes out in November yes. of 24? Yes, and also there's a Blade movie in there somewhere, too. Yeah, Blade or Blades before. 
yeah, we didn't hear anything about it, but Blade will also probably be involved in these proceedings as well. Yeah, I think I think that starts filming in October or something. Think Blade's going to be British? I hope so. Yeah, just to really mess with people. I hope he's British, and we get to see like like what we saw in like the recent recent Avengers issue, where it's like, yeah, Blade fought during World War Two with like yeah. the Secret Invaders, which were like a war thing, and like mm-hmm. a Ghost Rider who drove a giant flaming Sherman tank. Fuck yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want that that's yeah, cool as shit exactly also too uh dracula and blade are getting a new comic actually it's going to be called mm-hmm. vampire nation yes makes sense and based... we're finally getting sheriff blade yeah which is like something they promised us years ago and we're finally actually getting it now yeah yeah which about goddamn time i can't wait to read the adventures of sheriff blade in vampire nation yeah which is just chernobyl <laughs> Just, it's just Chernobyl, yeah. It's a hot happening place now after they made that other show about it. <laughs> Super interesting. Uh, we then after that got our big Black Panther Wakanda Forever segment of the show. And this this was a huge, like, jewel in the crown moment. Oh, man. We, yeah, we got a trailer, which I didn't think we were going to get. I, I knew they were going to release a trailer, but I didn't think we would actually get it. Same. Uh, first and foremost, they finally confirmed that, yes, uh, Tenok Hiruta, Hureta, I can't Huerta. pronounce. Huerta, thank you there, because it's, yes, that's the sound the H makes. Will indeed be playing Namor in Wakanda Forever. We get a good look at him, and yeah, Atlantis in the Marvel Universe is going to be Aztec-inspired. Huh. Uh, yeah, well, there is, I don't know what it's actually called, but there is like an Aztec like underwater city in their mythology i don't i don't oh. know what it's called but yeah they're basing it off of that i think makes sense you know we want to make it look different than aquaman because that looks like it's going to be a long-running franchise mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's it's cool we, we get namor looking like how you think namor would look with the pointy ears and everything but we also get the blue-skinned atlantean and and namor has the uh the winged feet yeah he does yeah I'm all about that. That's super freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. We got uh, the full-on trailer, which, oh, man. Oh, man, an emotional cover of Bob Marley's No Woman, No Cry. Oh, so good. As we watch what is almost certainly T'Challa's funeral. Oh, yeah, that, I guess that's probably going to be the opening of the film. Man, man, they're just... I guess they really had no choice but to just lean into it, huh? Yeah, yeah. The good friends we had, the good friends we lost along the way. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts so I bad. Wonder, I wonder what the. I wonder if they're ever gonna broach, like, how he, like in universe he died. Yeah, right. Because it's like he can't. He just can't say, "Oh, he got taken out by a sniper bullet." It's like, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, are they gonna just use, uh, what caused? chadwick to pass is just say he got like cancer or something it's like but it's wakanda don't you have advanced technology for curing this special cancer i don't know maybe like a vibranium cancer or something i don't know shouldn't shouldn't the heart-shaped herb mean that he's immoral (laughs) (laughs) no you know what they do kang did it yeah i don't know whether they do that i mean if you really want to tie it all together just be like kang did it yeah i I guess so but maybe i don't think they will now the answer is is there is no good answer yeah Any, anything they do could be seen as disrespectful or lame or just leave a bad taste in people's mouth maybe the best thing to do is like you said just don't actually talk about it yeah be like you know why this is yeah 
they uh, they also seem to be setting up what I can only assume is some sort of red herring situation because, you know, we see Lupita Nyong'o's character, we see his girlfriend, we see Shuri, you know, wearing an adamantium veil to keep out all the 5G radiation that she's terrified of, I'm sure. <laughs> Again, you know, just saying if, you know, if we're pushing characters to the side, <laughs> which I guess they can't because she's the fucking sister. You know, we see the Dora Milaje and everything. We see a new member of the Dora Milaje from like the 2009 comics. Uh, Akina, I believe her name is. She, yeah. she got the Midnight Angel armor. Yeah. Which makes me think she might have that. We have Ironheart in here, which I did not think Ironheart was going to be in here, but she is. Yeah, I've actually seen, uh, like, uh, advertisement, like, standy stuff for, like, her costume and stuff. It looks mm. pretty cool. It looks very Metroid. Yes, and I feel the reason that they were sure to show off all these different women, uh, even his mother, Angela Bassett, giving an impassioned speech there, is like, ooh, so the thrust of this movie is going to be a mystery, huh? There's going to be a Black Panther. She's going to cut a female frame, but we're probably not going to know till the end of the movie who it actually is. Yeah, well, I've heard that it's... I've heard what's going to happen is M'Baku's going to end up becoming the king of Wakanda. Mm, and then, Which is fine by me. I then, like uh, Winston Dukes. And then someone like Shuri or uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character and someone else will be the Black Panther. That makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. Which again, it's like you know, if you're if you gotta go somewhere with it, that probably checks out. And to make it like a mystery narrative, to be like, oh, who who took up the mantle? It, it's really good too that they have like several really really damn good uh, like possible suspects for it too. <laughs> I'm wondering what they're gonna do uh, regarding the heart shaped herd because Killmonger like Same. destroyed it all. So and yeah. I don't I don't think they'll they'll do it where it's like oh this Black Panther doesn't need that because that's kind of echoing Sam Wilson where like he's Maybe, Captain yeah. America. America, but without the super soldier serum i i did it with technology or i did it with you know like my advanced dora milaje training yeah or or i did it with the midnight angel armor which maybe isn't the midnight angel armor in this maybe it's a new black panther suit maybe that's why they introduced this new character mm, interesting yeah because that was her whole deal in the comics where it's like she was a she was an enemy of the state and the queen for a little bit but then she got the cool suit of armor yeah. uh functorial with an amazing comic i know it's not winston duke's uh, mimbaku as black panther at the end of the trailer because those thighs are not nearly thick enough <laughs> no it's true yeah that's uh, that's how we know yeah, yeah it's definitely <laughs> not, a woman <laughs> yes not nearly enough donk not nearly enough man meat on this uh black panther <laughs> I, I I mean that this was always an option they could have gone with. I also assumed where it's like you could also just bring like Killmonger back from the dead if you wanted. I don't think anyone yeah. would glint at that. Yeah, do something that'll allow him to come back from the dead. I I died. I learned my lesson. Yeah. Actually, am I totally remembering this wrong? But the Black Panther suit we see in this for a second, it's black and gold. Wasn't Killmonger's black and gold? It it was. It was like black and gold, but like didn't have like a leopard print as well. On parts Maybe. Of it or something. I can't really it remember. Was... Yeah, because they were trying to like reference his costume that had a little of it. Yeah. Huh. Either way, uh, it actually seems like a good mystery, and it seems like we're actually going to be guessing right up until the very end. Mm -hmm. And yeah, fucking amazing trailer once again. Marvel Cinematic Universe musical choices unfucking defeated. Yeah, and it, the movie itself as well just looks amazing. It's done by the cinematographer who did the first season of Loki. Oh, really? Yeah. It, huh. it just looks amazing. 
and we're seeing a lot of different stuff too because obviously we're going to be seeing atlantis and we're going to be yeah. seeing you know wakanda and everything so we're seeing a lot of stuff together yeah i imagine we'll see probably vladivaria as well quite possibly if what you're saying turns out to be true now do you think that's actually in the movie or do we think that might be a post credit well from what i've heard it's going to be probably a post credits but it's going to be revealed that like a lot of the stuff that's happened that happens in the movie is was like orchestrated by doom uh, oh like uh like in the comics like that yeah. storyline where he tried to take over wakanda oh. to steal their vibranium yeah yeah pretty much and that looks like what's happening here we see like a bunch of soldiers like mm, take that's over right. like a wakandan facility or something yeah it was like a ship or something it's like huh yeah. those don't look like american soldiers no maybe that's the twist where it's like yes there's you know soldiers from a rogue nation we're unsure who they are and then only at the end do you realize ah fuck it was dr doom <laughs> that would be cool that's also fun too to like introduce dr doom before you introduce the fantastic four yeah yeah uh, now, I guess with that all done and out of the way, we can actually talk about uh, the comic news, because yes, there was a lot of it. Yes, a lot. <laughs> uh, so starting things off here, we got some big Spider-Man news. Uh, Norman Osborn, who, if you've been reading the new Zeb Well books, is staying a good guy and staying like a weird supporter of Peter. Nice. That, um, yes. I'm genuinely surprised about that. I, I was for sure. That was one thing I was thinking about because I just caught up on the Spider-Man books. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it when Comic-Con started. I'm like, they, uh, they're going to do like a spider event where like he comes back as like Goblin. Oh, yeah. And, you, you know, it's going to have that cover, you know. Uh, that's bound to happen, but it won't be happening for a little bit because it seems that Norman is going to be taking up a new heroic moniker to help Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's going to he become the Gold Goblin the gold goblin and the cover is great because it's a recreation of the gwen stacy cover only it's spider-man holding norman and the hobgoblin looks to be after them yes which also begs the question hey who's this hobgoblin right now because we haven't had a hobgoblin in a while i know yeah can't be uh can't be phil urich he's dead mm -hmm. maybe could come back could come back maybe kingsley or his brother i don't know but we haven't actually had a uh on hobgoblin in a little bit no i'm very excited for this because it's been written by christopher cantwell oh is it really yeah well, uh, he announced that he's writing that and he's doing like a name or book as well oh um, yes that's right i did see and, that. and the same thing he's also finishing up his iron man run on issue 25 cool i might have to catch up on that once it's Do it. done. oh it my god it's so good yes it seems that the people who love it really love it it's so good yeah, I'm totally excited to see him do a Namor book because if he yeah. can do great things with Tony, he can do great things with Namor. Yes, yes. Because Namor is also similarly like, I'm an asshole, but you like me. Yes. Uh, in Captain America news, in 2023, we're going to be getting a big Captain America crossover story between the Sam and Steve books that are out right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was bound to happen. It was totally going there. It's called Cold War is what it's called. That's literally what, like, like Hunter and, like, crossbones who are on the cover uh yep. are, are like heading towards yeah they're gonna try and take over wakanda and like probably other countries as well yep because yeah. we see the century game we caught a glimpse of them in the last captain yes. america book the steve one they are clearly people from all over the world they're the richest most powerful most influential people who just kind of fuck with each other as like a game they're playing risk but like in real life yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, Captain Kun, Kingsley's brother's probably dead, so it might be original Roderick. Yeah, we haven't actually seen original Roderick since Christ, since I think they tried to make him a hero at the end of Axis for like a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
So that's been a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, but I'm super on board with Cold War. Both those Captain America books totally kick ass right now. If you're not reading them, you should. They're, they're so good, aren't they? They're really, <laughs> really good. In fact, if they keep this up, I know they're going to be on my best of list at the end of the year. Yes, absolutely. Uh, next up in some real unexpected news, Batman and Spawn are coming back together for another one shot for the first time in years, courtesy of Todd McFarlane and artist I, Greg Capullo. I did not expect this at all. No, I assume that they just don't do crossovers like this anymore, but they no. are, and it's going to be in December. Yeah, that sounds, sounds cool. Now, this is technically the third Batman Spawn crossover we're getting, but I think this is this is the first one actually drawn by Capullo, which is, means it's going to kick ass and be great. Yes, yes. Capullo, of course, everyone knows for his work on the Scott Snyder New 52 Batman, but he also cut his teeth drawing Spawn back in the day. Yeah, he, he's uh, an old old school Spawn drawer. Yeah, so this is actually kind of a nice homecoming for him, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Ninja Consultant Six-Shot Axis Hobgoblin is great. It was a good miniseries. I'm shocked no one ran with it. I liked Kingsley being a good Hobgoblin. <laughs> oh, well, c'est la vie. Yeah. Uh, other old heads coming back to famous things that they had written and created for. Chris Claremont is going to be relaunching the Extreme X-Men. Oh, cool. Now, this is going to be a story that takes place in the past, so don't worry, this isn't going to conflict with anything that's happening in the Krakoa era at the moment. Cool. This is more story of the run you remember with the team you remember, though they also imply that, hey, maybe if you like this, maybe we will see some crossover between this and the Krakoa stuff. That, that, that'd be pretty cool. I, Claremont writing like Krakoa era stuff would be really cool. I mean, I think that's what people really want to see more yeah. than anything. Where it's like, yeah, Chris, what's what's your take on this? <laughs> what would you do with it? Uh, we're getting a brand new Batman Incorporated miniseries led by Ghostmaker and written by Ed Bresson this October. Yeah, this was uh, already announced in like the, the Batman annual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was happening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't as in love with that stuff as you were, but I'm like, sure, you know what, why not? More Batman Incorporated can't be a bad thing. I, at I, least didn't, I didn't mind it, but, like, the story, it, it like, jumped out of that, that uh, Joshua Williamson one with the Abyss was kind of like, yeah. shit. <laughs> it was kind of boring, it was kind of like, bleh. Also, too, this is, like, Tynan's character, and now non more non-Tynan people are writing him. Yeah. Yeah, I am actually surprised that Ghostmaker stuck around same i like, guess what has happened with like punchline uh well funny you should mention that punchline's also getting a brand oh, new she series is? oh okay <laughs> she is it's called punchline the gotham game it's a mini series from teeny howard but also blake howard did she okay. have a brother i guess she has a brother okay so yeah punchline's totally getting a brand new mini series this is a continuation of the backup stories that Tynan had written in the Joker book, which I actually finished a couple weeks ago and I haven't actually read. Yeah, okay. There's another Joker book coming out as well. Yes, that one's going to be written by Matthew Rosenberg. It's Joker, the man who stopped laughing, also known as Joker Volume 2. That's This is hilarious because I'm pretty sure when we talked about who's going to take over the Joker book when Tynan is gone, we both said Rosenberg I'm right away. I'm pretty sure we did, yeah. And we were right. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll give it a try, but, like, uh, when I was done that Joker book, it's like, wow, this was way better than it had any, had any right to be. I'm cool moving on now. I, I told you they were just they're gonna milk it. It's the Joker. They, 
They did, which is hilarious because it wasn't really about Joker. It was all about no. Jim Gordon. It was yeah. a great Jim Gordon story. Yeah, but it's got the Joker on the title. It's got the Joker. I hope Rosenberg does the same thing. Where it's like it's called the Joker, but I'm actually focusing on someone else. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got that one coming down the pipeline. Ooh, uh, Static Shock Shadows over Dakota, which is the sequel to Static Season One. I don't know why they're not calling it Static Season Two. Who knows? That seems like a missed opportunity, but uh, uh, Ivy Draper, the artist, showed off some stuff uh, because Ebon, uh, the original villain from the cartoon, is going to be the villain of this one, and it looks great. Yes. Oh, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, James Tynan. As the chat's telling us, uh, Tynan also won an Eisner tonight for Best Writer, so there you go. Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah, can't uh, can't say his career uh, went anywhere but up, because it did. Yeah, he. Well, it's funny. He 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 won it for his uh his horror book. Yes. Uh, the house on the lake, not 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 his Batman stuff. Yeah, which I mean, it is what it is. I mean, he he wrote apparently two of like the best horror series back to back. Something's killing the children and yes. Quiet House on the Lake, which I have not read either. But Halloween's coming, and feel I feel like I should read both. I've been thinking about that as well. Yeah. He also made a ton of money because I think Netflix like bought the rights to both to make shows. Yes, they did. So that's something for you. That's always good. Uh, so yeah, we're getting a new Static Shock. Looks great. Excited for it. Love the first Static from Vida Ayala. I'm sure I'm going to love this too. Though with my weird-ass schedule, I'm sure I will only be able to review it once it's all done. Yeah. Like uh, like I was reviewing the first two issues of Blood Syndicate there. Issue one did great. Issue two, in views. It's always the case, yeah. Yeah, and it's such a shame, too, because, uh, what is it, Jeffrey Thorne's doing a great job, and he's also just a lovely human being on social media as well, and I just want to cheerlead he his is. stuff as much as I can, yeah. He is, yeah. Uh, uh, also, new stuff we got coming on in more of the Elseworld realm. We got uh, GCPD The Blue Wall, a brand-new miniseries from John Ridley starring uh, Renee Montoya. Yeah, which uh, I'm going to echo what Greg Rucker said about the book, and that is that it's probably not a good idea to have have red able toy return to being a cop after everything yeah. that she went through yeah even if it is like an else world it does kind of spit in the face of literally a decade's worth of ruckus work yeah yeah <laughs> where he's like no, no 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 i i was on cops bullshit back then back before everything else <laughs> i was saying that the police force is corrupt and stifling and bullshit now admittedly it is called the blue wall which is a reference to the blue wall of silence which if you mm -hmm. don't know is the idea that even the quote-unquote good cops won't do or say anything to stop the bad cops whose corruption is rampant both in fictional worlds and real worlds also the idea too it's like yeah but renee can fix it from the inside yeah that doesn't work though yeah we're kind of actually already seeing that as her because she's like the commissioner at the moment in yes in the batman comics and oh like God, nothing yeah yeah nothing she does like works out or like she, like no one follows her orders or anything yeah it's just complete farce <laughs> now this is john ridley and i like john ridley uh obviously other history of the other or other history of the dc universe was great mm -hmm. i liked his batman stuff i will say though when he actually did write the question for that series that was the weakest issue yeah Yes, that was the weakest issue because it was literally just him being like, okay, here's the cliff notes of the Greg Rucka stories, everyone. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, you didn't have much to add to this, did you, uh... Ridley because unlike all the other characters that you brought back where you had to like work hard to like trying to finagle and massage their origins to make sense and to tell big long three-act stories 
with Renee, you couldn't have done that because her stories are actually really well curated and actually do have beginnings, middles, and yeah. ends. Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is, is we never get past a certain point. We never get past the ruckus stuff, and no one ever seems <laughs> to want to do anything with her is the problem. No, yeah, her stories keep, like, they're, like, secular. They just keep yes. taking her back to the start of it, and, yeah. Which kind of feels like this is too. It's like so you're taking her back to the start again, huh? She's a yeah. cop all she, over again. It's, it's like it's the Wonder Woman problem where like every every writer has like kind of good pitch, but it always ends up taking us back to the start. Man, that is so sad, but so true. <laughs> Man, that's so disappointing. I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna go in with an open heart. I like Ridley. I like Renee Montoya. Maybe it'll surprise me. Maybe it won't. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, we also got Craven's Lost Hunt from J.M. DeMathis. Yes, DeMathis is going back to the Craven well. It's a brand new Craven origin story, Matt, just in time for the movie. Yeah, I I don't know if we need that. <laughs> we probably don't, but, like, when was the last truly great Craven story? It's DeMathis. You know, he genuinely doesn't attach his name to stuff that's shit, so it might be okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying, where it's like, so we're going back to this well, huh? Yeah. Wonder why. We're even, call <laughs> we're even calling it the Lost Hunt, just to try and really, you know, tie it to the Last Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Just one little for, difference, you know? Yeah. For, for something called the Last Hunt, we sure do keep fucking relitigating it <laughs> all the goddamn time. Keep going back to it, yeah, and expanding on it. <laughs> yeah. Craven's Last Hunt for real, finally this time, no we promise. <laughs> no takesies backsies. Uh, what else was there in the world of comics we got going on there? Ooh, uh, so Dark Crisis, the event we're in right now for DC Comics, got a big renaming. Yes, but a renaming that only happens after issue five? Four, which five? Is, which is an odd choice. It's not just Dark Crisis anymore. It's Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth, which I think basically ends up spoiling that, yes, the Infinite Earths well, do return. Yeah, I think Joshua Williamson did that when he was explaining why the title changed, because there's an in-book reason why it changes names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I anyone who's been reading Infinite Frontier, like, should know this anyway. That, that's basically where we were going. Yeah, I, I don't know, know why, like, when, when this was announced, there were so many people getting upset about it. I'm like, you've not been reading this stuff it's, it's been plain I mean, as day i i wasn't upset about it i was just like has this ever happened before have they changed the title of a series while it was going don't think so i mean did, did, maybe i'm remembering this wrong but did countdown become countdown to infinite crisis later or or were we always just calling it countdown i think everyone i think it was called countdown to infinite crisis but everyone just called it countdown no, when they reprinted it, they just made it shorter again and just called it Countdown. Yeah. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, this basically reveals, like you said, what we knew was coming. The Infinite Earths are coming back again. That's going to be the big new change at the end of Dark Crisis. We have Infinite Worlds now for writers to do whatever they want, just not the same old 52 Earths Bring... and the 52 Dark Multiverse Earths. <laughs> Bring back Earth 2 sure yeah yeah but bring back the earth 2 that we liked yes the, the, the good earth 2 written by tom taylor yeah bring back the tom taylor earth 2. man imagine if he started throwing his weight around tom taylor it's like i want to write this again <laughs> yeah i'd love that i want to come back to this i want to write it now everything is infinite now right so i can do it cool 
I have to wonder if they're doing that too, because obviously we're getting Mr. Bones in Stargirl season two. So, you know, people are looking at Earth 2 stuff more than ever now. So, like, is this the new hotness at the moment, Infinite Earth? Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, yeah, the multiverse is just like everything's the multiverse nowadays. It's been the new hotness for a minute and probably will continue. Where do we go after this? Because for comic fans, it's like Infinite Earths and like Multiverse is kind of like the ultimate nerdiness. Like, where do they go beyond this? Like, obviously, Marvel seems to be experimenting with time travel. What's after that? I don't know. Bringing back dead characters? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, again, the people think you have to keep going bigger and bigger and bigger, but you don't. No, you really don't. You just, like, I'd... bring it back down, like, ah, eh, fucking Serpent Society. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to keep going bigger and bigger. And maybe the movies will learn this lesson the same way the comics do, that, yeah, bigger isn't always better. Sometimes we just want to see Captain America punch the Serpent Society. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes that's really all you need. Yeah. Uh, speaking of smaller, actually, uh, the last piece of comic book news here, uh, Gotham City Year One, a new maxi series courtesy of Tom King that is going to be looking at the formation of Gotham City two generations before Batman. Yes, it's going to be in continuity and it's going to follow Slam Bradley as the, the Wayne baby is kidnapped. And I'm guessing the Wayne oh. baby is Bruce? Or Thomas, I guess, because it's two generations before. Yeah, or Thomas... But I know there's, like, a woman with pearls on the cover, which is probably Martha. Well, they're the family pearls, right? If it's yeah, two generations. They're, they're her pearls, but she doesn't have them yet. That's true, yeah. I, I wonder, is this new incontinuity story, are they going to start taking things from the Batman? Are they going to be like, oh, yeah, Martha Kane was actually Martha Arkham on one side of her family? Maybe, maybe. Because you know you can't do a time travel story in Gotham like that and not work in the Arkhams and the Cobblepots and all the other families we yeah, know. Yeah, Canes, yeah, all those people, yep. Which, again, you know, when I heard that it was a Tom King story and a Batman, you know, in a Batman story without Batman, I rolled my eyes, but then I saw that Slam Bradley was in. I'm like, I, okay, fuck yeah. I actually, yeah, I kind of got excited because it's like, it's, it's it's in Gotham and everything, but it's removed from all the characters. He's absolutely mm. terrible at writing. Yes. Um, but with that being said, I like the minute I saw the cover with Slam Bradley there, and then like that woman there, I'm like, oh, this is just gonna be Tom Tom King's thing where there's yep. gonna be like the 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 shitty like main character, and he's gonna have like a strong, independent Female woman who's woman in his life. just just his wife, you know, he's just his wife. You know, th th there's a man. He's a hard man. He's hard to love. He's hard to know. He's got demons, but there's a woman. She's a good woman. Yeah. She loves him. That's, She's everything that's, that's, that's good that's, in the that's world. That's literally his, his human target series at the moment. Yeah, and that's also his internal monologue. And things repeat. People repeat things a lot in their mind when they say it. Repetition is good. Really hits the point home, I find. <laughs> Where it's like, look, normally I'd like get all pissy about that. But like, you know what? If he just wants to go full film noir, I'm fine with that. And I'm yeah. also kind of high on tom king at the moment because that supergirl was good and even that superman dark crisis tie-in was yes. also good yeah very really good yeah where it's like okay you you are reminding me that you are not a hack writer at all you can actually be very good yeah. it's just you, your powers need to be pointed in the right direction yeah and those directions are anyway away from batman <laughs> yes exactly R right guys who are good <laughs> yeah 
basically, right? Which is funny too, because like that Superman story is like, oh, instead of writing your wife, you're it's writing so you cynical. now. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. so cynical. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're writing yourself as a father, is what you're talking about. Your children are getting old and he's, leaving the house. He's evolving. This, <laughs> yeah, and you put this in a book, and it feels like really good and really honest because you are being good and honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, so that's uh, that's it, everyone. That's everything from San Diego Comic-Con, if you can believe it. I cannot believe we went through all that as quickly as we did. There, there are two things that you, that you did miss, and they're, oh, they're two I? pretty big things. Uh, one, uh, Jonathan Hickman and... Uh, fuck, his artist, Valerio Shidi, uh, I think, is doing yeah. a new Marvel book. Oh, yes. It's very I don't know what it is. <laughs> and when the powers that be meet something. Yeah, and uh, Fantastic Four is getting a new writing team. They didn't announce it, but they announced that the the writer's first letter of their first name is N, and the first letter of the artist's name is, I think, S. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's Nick Spencer and, like, Salvatore oh. LaRocca or someone. Oh, shit, man. You couldn't get me on a Fantastic Four <laughs> book quick enough. I know, I know. <laughs> The, the timing's also perfect on that too because it's like hey nick how was the uh Substack, Substack yes. stuff going. squarespace yes yeah, substance see i couldn't even remember the fucking name yeah, he's designing websites on squarespace yeah yeah exactly it's very easy if you use the promo code nick spencer one <laughs> yeah man yeah because yeah because slots run is going to be done very soon in fact it, there's already like fill-ins like uh, papoise is doing one now isn't he well he's doing the um judgment day tie-ins he's got two yeah. judgment day tie-ins and i think they're coming up soon but yeah and then slots doing a story about uh reed richard's long lost sister oh yeah and slots going back to spider-man because mm -hmm. we're getting spider-verse 3 yeah I like the pecking order there. Yeah, I'll write Fantastic Four for a couple of years. Oh, new Spider-Man. Guess who's going back? <laughs> well, he, yeah, yeah he, just, he just finished up his big reckoning war uh, yeah. with a Fantastic Four and, like, changed everything. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to go change everything over here now. <laughs> Time to leave it for the next guy. Papa, <laughs> Papa Dan's home. <laughs> did you miss me, everyone? And some people probably did. <laughs> But yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, those are two pretty big stories. Yeah, I can't believe I missed those. I'd love if he can, if if Hickman comes back to X Men Man. or Avengers. Yeah, I, like it's not out the realm of possibility, honestly. Yeah, the the thing like made me seem like it's like cosmic. So yeah, there was spacey batch. Ooh, yeah, maybe uh maybe he's doing uh fucking what call it uh oh god why am I drawing a blank on it right now uh Miracle Man. Oh, yeah. I wonder if maybe it's also tied to what Dan Slott did in Reckoning War, because at the end of Reckoning War, what he did was he actually made the Marvel Universe uh, five times bigger, because uh, oh. uh, they had that whole Barons thing that was like nine-tenths of the universe was destroyed in the First War, and the Watcher undid that, so like the parts of the universe people couldn't go into, they can now go into, and there's like eight quadrillion new worlds or something. That's a good way to explain why Miracle Man is here now. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good way to explain that and then be like, yeah, hey, who, who are you going to trust, you know, do the follow-up to this truly beloved cult comic game-changing icon? Oh, we got Hickman to do it. Well, he did it twice before, so all right. <laughs> yeah, he knows the character. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see if you can do it three times, John. Can <laughs> Miracle you do Man it is a British man's creation, and Jonathan Hickman is British, so... <laughs> Which I forget sometimes, but yes. <laughs> because he has just like the most regular guy name there, John Hickman. Yeah. 
It almost sounds like a fake name, doesn't it? I'm John Hickman. <laughs> John Henry Hickman. His name is my name, too. <laughs> but yeah, so that's everything from uh, Comic-Con. Big stacked year this year. Feels like a return to form, because obviously with COVID and everything else, there had been a lot of nothing because people couldn't get together. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is yeah, it feels like they're big, like, we're back. Because yep. there was a time there where we thought, like, Comic-Con was actually going to, like, stop. We did, yeah. We really thought because they did that. They did that one show. Was it last year or the year before? Where we were like, wait, that actually happened. That was Mm -hmm. this weekend. Yeah, I know, right? Functorial saying apparently Hickman was quoted as saying it's Sandman for the Marvel Universe. Well, that's more confusing. Okay, yeah. (laughs) It's I don't know. Maybe. Uh... Yeah, (laughs) but they just had a guy, you know, completely reimagine it. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Which is funny, because, you know, reading that book like I did, I'm like, oh, Gillen is just doing for the Eternals what Hickman did for X-Men. I'm taking all the parts that are already there and just rearranging them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even down to doing, like, little, uh, what is it, little factoid pages in between. Yeah, with the machine. (laughs) Yes, which is so fucking clever. I love that the machine is funny. Yeah, and I love that the machine is just just literally Earth. (laughs) The machine is funny, so Icarus doesn't have to be. Yeah. I love that Icarus is just this, like, uncharismatic block of a person. Uh, yeah, he's great, isn't he? Yeah, because that, he's never why, had that, that That's why I, I, I was so, like, confused about why people didn't like him in the movies. I'm like, this is, he's just like the fucking comic book. Yeah. He's if just anything, a, a block the, of a person. If anything, the movie version is more charismatic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything, they're like, no, we can't do that all the way. We gotta, like, turn him up a little bit. <laughs> Also, too, with people being like, oh, I didn't like that Icarus betrayed the Eternals. All Eternals betray each other. They yeah. do it all the time. It's a cycle. It happens all the fucking time. Sprite betrayed them. Faustus betrayed them. Uh, Friggin' Gilgamesh betrayed them. They've all betrayed each other. And most of the times, they forget it. Yeah, because that's how it works. <laughs> yes, they've all fucked each other over for this very long life. Also, it makes perfect sense, too, for the Eternals to be the foils for the X-Men and avengers because it's like oh you guys think your super teams are dysfunctional families well guess what we're an actual dysfunctional family and we've been dysfunctional since the beginning of time (laughs) yeah we're a dysfunctional society yeah tell me about it where we're also all kind of related yeah (laughs) we call each other cousin it's a whole thing yeah (laughs) but yeah so uh i guess any parting words there before we leave matt uh because we covered this one i mean i don't think we're gonna top any of this no it's, it's it's a good day Good day. good day good show lots of stuff glad we could bring the show back after being gone for a bit yeah uh, uh what does it really bring the heat for this one uh hopefully we won't have any more unscheduled stoppages there no more birthdays no more booster shots i i think i'm going away in august for a little bit but i think we'll probably be able to record before i do nice okay cool which is good because i will need to bank some shows while i'm gone yeah but uh, yeah, thank you everyone for coming and joining us and hanging out and everything. Thank you everyone who donated. As always, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us keep the lights on. It helps us keep the show going. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again uh, next week, same time. Yeah, yeah. For more show. So uh, catch you then, everyone. Shaka bra. See ya. Bye-bye.